everybody, I'm Beth Davis and welcome back to Teachable Tuesday. This is week six of our series on discipleship, but this is week one for you. I promise you, Jesus has something he wants to say to you. So we're gonna keep on reading and praying with Psalm 23 and looking at what it's like to be a disciple. How exactly are we supposed to follow Jesus? Well, we find that pattern right here in Psalm 23. So let's read and pray and get started. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Lord, fill our minds, our hearts, our bodies, our souls with your presence and with your peace. You're already here. Lord, you're already leading us. We want to walk with you. We want to follow you. We want to hear your voice, Good Shepherd. So Holy Spirit, would you attune our ears to hear the voice of our Good Shepherd, Jesus. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, friends, I've been on a bit of a redecorating kick. It began in July. <laughs> I took a little break from streaming and from social media and I found I had a lot of time on my hands and I started looking around my space and thinking this place could use a little refresh and I was sure in July that the problem was the couch and I uh, looked at different stores, I, I went shopping, I was scrolling on apps, I was looking on Instagram, right? I'm looking for what couch really represents me, what couch would fit in this space. And I ended up settling on a couch cover, <laughs> not so much a couch. Turns out my couch really is me. It's a good, good fit, good representation, but I really liked this couch cover. And then the longer I sat with the couch cover in the new space, I thought, this, this isn't quite right. One of these things is not like the other. And I thought, ah, it's a rug. It's a rug. I need a new rug. <laughs> this has been going on and on for months. I, I just, I see something and it's not quite sitting right. I, I'm not uh, totally at peace in my space. And listen, there's something very important about living in an ordered space clean, neat, organized, peaceful, right? And that comes through organization and uh, there's beauty too, right? Beauty matters in the place that we call home. We want it to be a place where we can rest in our souls. But 
as I look at this insane redecorating kick that's now months long for me, I wanna press into that a little bit and look underneath that. What am I really looking for? What's really missing? And I think I'm, I'm chasing a kind of peace that I'm hoping my space will give me. It might sound silly, right? I, I'm not sure what um, subway tiles on a backsplash are gonna do for my interior piece, but I'm gonna put them up, you know? I think I'm looking for a feeling of home. I wanna be settled, I wanna feel safe and secure. And uh, what about you? Do you find that you feel this way about your home, your space? What's your relationship to the place where you live, the place where you call home? Do you find yourself prey to Instagram influencers? Are you like me, uh, drawn in by um, all of the ads and um, target pickup? Always kind of tweaking, always changing. It seems like it's settled, but then now there's gotta be something else, just this dissatisfaction, this agitation. Or maybe what do you like about your home? What do you love? What draws you there? And I wonder as we press in a little bit deeper to the place we call home, is there a person that gives you that feeling? Is there a person who makes you feel like home? Maybe you're looking for home in another. That desire for security, both uh, physically in our space and relationally in other people, it's really reflecting a much deeper need, a deeper desire you and I I know, I believe, are looking to belong. We want to know that we belong. And for many of us, we spend our lives uh, thinking it'll be the next space, it'll be the next season, it'll be the next relationship, it'll be this person. We'll finally find that sense of security and satisfaction where our souls can rest. But the thing is, you already belong. You belong to Jesus. You belong with Jesus, the good shepherd who is with you, as we discovered in Psalm 23. He's accompanying you. He's walking with you. In fact, he's leading you. And today in verse six, we discover, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. So he's even behind you, bringing up the rear, washing your whole life in his goodness and mercy that is in his love. So you are, are not alone, you belong. You belong forever to Jesus. You belong forever in the kingdom and you belong here and now in the church. You belong, that's what I, I hear as I read verse six today. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. That word house really captures me. We've been on this journey of discipleship, right? And when we follow the Good Shepherd, you discover that you're never alone, that you do in fact belong because he is with you. So the place is a person, the home, the security, physically, relationally, that each and every one of us is longing for is a person. You belong forever to Jesus, with Jesus. The irony is, however, that shepherds 
are nomadic. <laughs> they don't have a home. Uh, they live in green pastures and by still waters and they're moving their flock hither and thither. <laughs> they travel. Uh, and we see this theme, this nomadic theme in the lives of disciples throughout scripture. So here, let me let me give you a quick rundown of salvation history, right? The Israelites wandered in the desert for 40 years. Before that even, Abraham and his heir wandered in the desert. It says, scripture says, they lived in tents, never settling anywhere, but holding on to that promise. They knew they were heirs to another kingdom. The Israelites followed suit. They're wandering in the desert. They're making their way to the promised land, which was a place that they were to inherit, but even that place, that physical place they inherited, it pointed to their eternal home. It was only a shadow. It was a, a foretaste of the eternal banquet that they were going to celebrate in their heavenly home. The Holy Family fled into Egypt. They lived uh, quickly. They got up on the run and, and fled Bethlehem after the birth of Jesus and stayed there. And it was only after Jesus had grown a little bit after the death of Herod that they came back. So there was no forever home for even the Holy Family. That's, a, I think, an American construct, one that I've really had to shed as a disciple, that if I just get to the next place, then I'll be settled. I'll, I'll finally be at home. That'll be my forever home. But we don't see that concept in the life of disciples. We don't see that concept in the scriptures. Jesus himself said the Son of God has no place to lay his head. He wandered. He was an itinerant preacher traveling to, to villages. He's on the Sea of Galilee. He's in Jerusalem. He's back up at a wedding in Cana. Jesus was all over the place. Now he had a home base in Capernaum, but ultimately he said the Son of Man has no place to rest. He said he followed the Spirit. He followed the will of the Father. St. Therese echoes this truth. The world is thy ship not thy home. We hear it, echoes of it in the words of C.S. Lewis, if I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. This home that you and I are looking for, this house, this peace and security, a sense of belonging that every human heart longs for, it's satisfied in the person of Jesus, and we experience the union with him in heaven. We're longing for heaven. Friends, you not only have a home here on earth and in heaven, you, you have a family. We can experience the uh, beauty, the intimacy, the belonging that we'll experience forever in heaven here on earth. You have a home. You already belong in the parish and in your prayer. And I want to help you to uh, kind of lean into, to embrace uh, more so this home and this family that we have here on earth, looking forward to the home and the family that we, we will have in heaven. So the parish now, I don't know about you, but it took me many years <laughs> to uh, register here at a parish. Once I moved back down to Phoenix, uh, 
I was kind of hopping around for a little while and nothing quite settled. And then I started going to daily mass. I started going regularly to confession, always to the same priest at the same time. I began to, uh, you know, have those <laughs> little quiet nods of recognition, a little quiet hello, always saying the sign of peace, you know, to people around me at daily mass. I started to feel like this was home. And then one day I heard a homily and our pastor expressed uh, this reality that when we register at a parish, we're coming under a spiritual authority. There's a protection there in coming under the spiritual authority of belonging officially to a family, to the family of the church. And I registered, I think that day or that next day, I wanted to come under the canopy, the, the refuge of God's wing in the structure of a parish. So if you've not registered at a parish, I want to encourage you to find a spiritual home. When you find that place, that building, when you, um, when you commit, when you commit to a church for better or for worse, right? Parishes are, are eclectic places, but when you commit to a parish, you inherit a family and you become a part of that family. I remember Father Mark Mary was on our podcast a couple of seasons ago, and he has this phrase, this, this catchphrase. It's more than that, really. It's a deeply held belief. Maybe you've heard um, this axiom, beauty will save the world. It's a, a quote that, that goes around. But Father said, I'm convinced that family will save the world. And maybe, maybe you don't have that experience in your family of origin. Maybe you don't have that experience in your, your nuclear family right now. Maybe there's division, heartache, misunderstanding. Maybe some people are practicing and, and some people aren't. Maybe you're at odds for whatever reasons, a, a myriad of reasons. Can be a lot of heartache relationally in the family. But I think we, we draw the circle of family too small. I didn't say that. It's often attributed to Mother Teresa, but I don't think she said it either, but it holds true. We draw the circle of family too small. So as Father is, is um, believing, proclaiming the family will save the world, he's, he's talking about uh, being family with me, being my brother, being a spiritual father. Jenna has become a sister to me, healed uh, the wounds of sisterhood in my own life. I have spiritual mothers and, and priests who are spiritual fathers. My family is so much larger and richer. I'm better for the family of the church. That's not to the exclusion of our families, but it's an expansion of. This is, we're talking about a God of abundance. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. Not only our little physical home with our nuclear family, but Let's expand the walls. I'm thinking of Isaiah 54, that we should stretch out our tent, that we should put our, our stakes in the ground further out. We should make more room for more family. And I believe the place you're going to find that family is at the parish. At the parish. You can, you can start a revolution of family at your parish, even as a single woman, even as a college student. 
Even if you uh, live alone, maybe um, you've been widowed, maybe you're living after divorce, even one person can, can become family to someone else where two or more are gathered, right? And if you are a family with uh, children, one child, many children, think of, of who you can invite into your family. The parish is meant to be a place of family, to, to reflect the promise of this eternal heavenly family that we will inherit and enjoy for all of eternity. And I want you to experience in prayer uh, the beauty of home, the feeling of home, the peace of home. What I'm talking about is, is a belonging that happens deep inside, in the depths of your heart, in uh, the inner cell, as the saints refer to it, as Jesus himself talks about going into that inner room and finding that there you're not alone. Jesus dwells within you. When you receive the Eucharist, when you were baptized, the most holy trinity, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit came to dwell, to live on the inside of you. And, and it's, uh, it's reciprocal. He comes to live in us and he invites us to live in him, to live in his home. And for me, I've discovered that home, that family, in the holy family. I've discovered a belonging in the holy family that, that I've been looking for my whole life. I've discovered a love, a peace, a security, I've become like a child because I have a perfect heavenly mother, because I have a good and holy um, foster father, Saint Joseph, because uh, I can hold the infant Jesus in my arms. I belong to the family of the holy family. And if you desire a healing experience of family, if you desire deeper intimacy uh, with Jesus, with Mary, with Saint Joseph. If you desire a, a richer experience of prayer with the scriptures, pray the rosary. Pray the rosary. Enter in imaginatively to these mysteries. I've experienced uh, some of the greatest graces, life-defining graces, praying the rosary. I can almost most clearly, I think, hear uh, the voice of the Lord in images, uh, in, in, in words that I hear interiorly, in my heart, through this intimacy with the Holy Family. Pray today just with uh, the birth of Jesus, the nativity, the third joyful mystery. Enter into that scene in Bethlehem. Here again, we see they're not even at home. <laughs> Mary's having a baby on the road away from home. And yet there's security there's joy, uh, you, you belong, they belong in a stable. That stable becomes home. That stable is, is good enough to welcome the, the king of the world, the king of our hearts. It's a, a beautiful meditation to enter into and to talk with Mary, to talk with Joseph, maybe even to snuggle up next to them in prayer like a little child and become a part of their family. Hear me when I tell you that kind of prayer, that spirituality is not just for me. It, it, it's not for just other people, religious. That, that's for everyone. 
Jesus gave us a mother from the cross. He said, son, behold your mother. Mother, behold your son. It's because he wants us to have a family. He wants us to belong in his family. So pray the rosary. Enter in imaginatively to all of these different places and discover that wherever Jesus is, you are home. Wherever the Holy Family is, that's your home too. And can you imagine if more of us were able to receive this truth, this gift, uh, that we belong forever to a family, that we belong forever in the, the home of the church, um, I'm thinking of, of the verse again, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. I want to invite you today to dwell in the house of the Lord and not just today, but for your whole life long. This is what happens when we follow the good shepherd. He leads, he walks with, he comes up behind, he gives us that belonging, that that security that we've always been looking for. And maybe you are following the Good Shepherd. Well, in this moment, make an act of faith to follow him even more closely, to walk even more in step with him today than you did yesterday. I wanna pray for you as we close out this series on discipleship, as we end our, our prayer with Psalm 23, that it would bear much fruit in your life, that you would uh, walk more confidently more peacefully in step with the Good Shepherd. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Good Shepherd. You're leading us. You're speaking. Lord, I want to give you some space. You desire to speak. You, you always desire to speak, Lord, with would you speak into our hearts now, Good Shepherd? Train our ears to hear your voice the way little sheep recognize the voice of their shepherd. Speak into our hearts now. hear the Lord saying in my heart, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid to follow him. Don't be afraid of where he's leading. Don't be afraid to draw near to his heart. Lord, thank you for your love. Grant us the grace to follow you, to dwell in your house our whole life long. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, friends. We'll see you next week for a brand new series. God bless you. Bye.